Hi, I'm Denise Bailey. And I'm Dr. Monica Parker. And you're listening to My Parents Are Now My Kids, a medical doctor's view and daughter's journey through memory loss and other dementias. As a doctor, I'll help you navigate through the often confusing, confounding, and frequently frustrating technical aspects of dementia. And as a daughter, I'll share with you some things I've experienced caring for and loving my parents who both struggled with these disorders. We want you to have hope and to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And we'll tell you that sometimes that light is coming straight at you and you just have to get out of the way. Let's get started. To our listeners, I would like to say that I am so happy today to be talking to a wonderful young man, a brilliant young man, I should say. His name is Rashawn Dindial. Rashawn is originally from Toronto and is currently a third year medical student and MBA student at Tulane University in New Orleans, Louisiana in the United States. Rashawn is coupling his background in technology and healthcare to create a useful tool for caregivers and care receivers. Rashawn, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. I touched upon it briefly, but please tell our listeners a little about your educational and professional background. For sure. So, uh, yes, I'm currently um, located in New Orleans. I'm an MD, MBA student at Tulane University um, in the third year of my program currently of the uh, clinical year of my medical school education. So working in the hospital for the first time, which is incredibly exciting um, and managing some of the MBA coursework. Prior to this, I spent some time in the tech ecosystem in Toronto, where I'm from, working with Uber um, and the Eats department setting up Uber Eats across Canada. had an opportunity to work on the Uber Health Project, which exposed me to the world of health tech, and then was lucky enough enough to begin working for Maple, which is now Canada's largest telemedicine company. Uh, I was able to join as employee four, really being able to see what it's like to build a health tech startup from the ground up, and the experiences there really put me to use the resources I had at my disposal at the time, coupled with my experience of caregiving for my grandfather and understanding that journey to work on something like memories. The idea was born and I've been uh, growing it ever since. Wonderful. Now you, that's a busy, that's a lot. (laughs) You are a (laughs) young man. (laughs) Now uh, I mentioned you're a young man. You're a young man under the age of 30. And we normally have more seasoned folks as a part of the Alzheimer's and dementia discussion and community, but you have a special bond. I do. I do. Um, and yes, I am. Un- I'm actually under the 25 age range as well. Wow. Um, so definitely on that side, but no, my grandfather. So during my teen years, he was actually diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment. However, he has about 10 other chronic diseases and his um, cognitive decline is actually potentiated because of that. He's progressing very close to dementia um, and he's seeing a geriatrician in Toronto to be able to assess and um, 
for him, some of the biggest changes that we noticed were personality related changes with him um, being a very independent man for the majority of his life, wanting to maintain living alone, managing appointments, getting groceries and et cetera. Um, however, not really having the ability um, as his cognitive function started to decline. So having that experience of caregiving with myself and my mom for him, sometimes him coming back from a doctor's appointment with a new medication, but not really sure when to take it, a potential interaction and being able to be there to support him as well as helping him prepare food, doing laundry for him, getting him to the grocery um, store and then still not being in the same city directly as him and managing that um, relationship was something that really inspired me to think of different solutions um, to be able to help him. And luckily I was exposed to technology and that was able to help me out. Well, as a caregiver, everything you just mentioned, I can relate to. Mm -hmm. So your experience with your grandfather led you to develop an app called Memories. Mm -hmm. And let me spell it for our listeners. It's M-E-M-O-R-Y-Z. What's the concept? So um, it's a mobile application for both caregivers and care receivers. Um, essentially, we want to be able to support both parts of the equation of a family that's experiencing dementia or Alzheimer's or cognitive impairment. And it has three core functions right now. And that's to provide mood tracking support to caregivers, to provide some visualization on how you're feeling, your trends in the day, and as well as reminders for yourself on different tasks that you have, whether that's setting up medications for your loved one, taking a moment for self-care for yourself, or managing the other things on your calendar. And then we're building this caregiver support network where we're sharing anecdotal support messages where caregivers can list their experiences, things that they've done that have helped them, and then share that to the community. So someone else, if they're experiencing something similar, they can access that message and have that to support them. That's the crux of our application. And what we've built is an additional app interface. So if your loved one does have some ability to interact with tech, technology still, maybe they do have a smartphone um, or are early on in their decline, you are able to work with them on the application as well. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, that's a lot. You have a lot in there. So did you get feedback from people? How did you decide what to offer on the app? Absolutely. That's a great question. So initially when I was literally at a whiteboard trying to draw out what I think memory should be. It was focused very much on a chatbot system where we would send messages to those living with dementia or Alzheimer's to remind them to take their medications, to ask them how they're feeling in the day, and then convey that those messages over to their caregiver. And we started building something similar. And we did beta testing with a group of caregivers. Um, we were able to do some networking with the Alzheimer's Association in Toronto, that branch, and being able to host some sessions. And we saw two trends. One, um, individuals living with dementia who are at the stage where they are getting an intervention, whether that's a, su a support group or their caregiver is looking for tools, they are a little bit too far along in their decline to be able to use technology. So our initial solution wasn't available for them. And then the second thing we noticed was caregivers were consistently reaching out and saying, hey, we need support too. Like I would love to be able to know how I'm feeling or a reminder to see if I did schedule this task. I have paper notices all over my house. I'm unsure of that. So we actually went back to the drawing board, started with caregivers in mind, and then we have the add-on feature to be able to support loved ones. So that actually influenced our strategy in working with um, neurology clinics and providers to be able to be a point of in, a point of diagnosis interventional tool, hopefully as early as possible to find the individual, but definitely support the caregiver. Okay, definitely support the caregiver. I like what you said because I've downloaded the app. And what I like is I particularly like the mood section because it makes me check in with myself. You know, it 
it, you hear this all the time that the caregiver must take care of him or herself because you're the person that has all the burden and has all the responsibility. So you must take care of yourself. So it's really good to be able to check in and see how my mood is. You found that? Absolutely. And that's actually something that it's uh, one of the I would say simpler features that we designed is just a simple mood check-in to be able to identify how you're feeling. However, it's had some of the most profound impact. I mean, we've seen this echoed in numerous conversations for a couple of reasons. I think one, it's clear that there is an increased risk for depression and isolation and caregiving in general. And then two, outside of being so burdened by the tasks, there isn't usually enough time found to reflect on self-care and identifying how you're feeling. And us having just a quick and easy way to prompt you to do that and then record that information, I think is empowering. Um, and really what we want to do is not direct any individuals throughout the app experience. So we want to provide the information back to you so you can see how you're feeling trends over time and then do with that how you see fit, whether you want to take this to a, a care provider, whether you want to can share how you're feeling with other caregivers and have a basis of understanding over time. That's what we're really trying to do here. That's great. And as I mentioned, I downloaded and it's mm -hmm. nice to click on the get support section to receive encouragement from people that you may not know. How has that been going? Yeah, that's the part that I'm actually the most excited about. I think that's something that is novel in our approach here. And one of the reasons why we built that is I've noticed sort of some trends in terms of caregiver support where if you look at the traditional methods of getting caregiver supports, they were initially in either in person or in Facebook community groups. And those actually tended to be quite closed off. And then messages would start to spiral where there isn't necessarily enough moderation where if there is an unfortunate situation happening, someone sharing a difficult experience, there's a lot of, I'm feeling something similar, but not a lot of productive conversation on how we can move through this together. Um, and what else I noticed is that caregivers are becoming younger and younger as well with earlier ages of diagnosis um, and turning to different forms of social media. So what we wanted to do was actually create a way to support caregivers all over the world um, without having to build a chat system like of Facebook where you have to moderate each conversation. We think there's so much power in anecdotal experiences where somebody could have a really great way to do some engaging activity with their loved one that perhaps I never experienced or thought of, and they can share that with the community. So we're focusing on building that. Right now, we're enabled sharing the messages, and the way that we hope for this to go is that you can um, start building a caregiver community within memories where the people who you traditionally interact with their messages, you can save that to your profile and memories. You can reach out to them, send support messages, and et cetera. And the flip side of that is give support, the give mm -hmm. support section. So, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes people are shy, but maybe the anonymity sometimes will allow them to give support. Describe that to our listeners, the give support section. Absolutely. So we have a series of different buckets, which we are trying to construct with different caregivers, where if you have a tip on something that you've done, whether that's a quick recipe that you make for your loved one, or an exercise that you're able to do with them, or something that you do to calm yourself down, if you're feeling anxious, maybe a self care ritual, we ask you a question, you provide that answer. And that's just linked to your first name or your profile, however, you set that up. And that message goes out to the community, we as a memories team have a back end to approve everything to make sure that they're fitting within our guidelines, that they're supportive messages that are able to further the caregiver support we're trying to build. And then that's out there. And then when a caregiver is reaching, is looking for support themselves and they see your suggestion, it's a fantastic way to actually share the impact that you've had with somebody else. And so we're hoping to just continue to build that. 
Wonderful. And there's a reminder section. In the beginning of our conversation, you were talking about something that's really, really important. I know I went through a moment with my mom where she would forget to take medications or she would take too much of a medication or, you know, it, it was just really all over the place. So the reminders, tell your, our listeners about the reminders. Absolutely. I think that's one of the, the most crucial functions in our application. And the way we built this is a, a three-part reminder system. So it'll happen 15 minutes before at the time of the event and if the event is missed. And what we built in is the opportunity to set reminders for yourself. Or if your loved one has the ability to use memories, you can also send reminders to them and they can create reminders for themselves. What we've actually done also is sort of um, made it a little bit of a blank page where medication reminders are incredibly important and we want to, you to be able to use the application to do that. We also want you to be able to use that to schedule some of the things that you need to do in your day. Take a lunch break, for example, hop on a phone call with a loved one and get support. So we're really encouraging you using this as a way to keep yourself in check throughout the day of all the different aspects of, in, of your life that are important to you. So um, what's some feedback you've got? Yeah, some feedback that we've gotten was actually very interesting. A lot of the um, early feedback was ways that we can increase the ability for the individual living with dementia to have more autonomy within the application. We've actually spoken with some individuals who have, for example, frontotemporal dementia and are having more personality changes, but really have some strong cognitive function. And they felt in some of our earlier versions of the application, there wasn't enough things that they could do. Their caregivers were directing all of their tasks. So what we've done is we, the caregiver version, sorry, the care receiver version of the application is basically virtually identical to the caregiver. Depending on how much ability you have, you can use memories to its fullest extent or not. So that was actually some really great feedback to make sure that we're empowering both parts of this equation. Um, and I think some other feedback that we've got have really been focused on the accessibility of the application. And this is something that we're continuously working on, whether the font is large enough, whether the buttons are clear enough, whether the colors are actually able to read on the background, and if there are bugs or not. Um, that's something that's very important to our design as we understand the different needs of this population. And what we've seen in other applications is traditionally tech companies are so hyper-focused on a young homogenous population of tech users. And very rarely do they understand the users that have different needs. Um, and so we've really been focusing on that, making sure there's no ads in the experience so that caregivers and individuals who are, have cognitive impairment are directed to another um, website. Or I've been in conversations where somebody said, we tried to promote an application and then somebody, uh, clicked into an ad and bought a book for cooking because the application said to do so. And that was reflected poorly on the organization. So small design changes like that actually make a large impact. That's great. That's really great. I'm glad that you're paying attention to the little details like that because small things can turn people off from something sometimes. But when you take care of that on the front end, that's terrific. Now we talk, your mom is the main caregiver to your grandfather and you also. Does your mom use the app, Memory? Yes, yeah, so my mom, she's basically um, been, I would say, an unsung hero on the team, consistently reviewing some of the decisions that I make, especially early on in the application days, providing some direct feedback to what it is that we're doing and testing out the application herself, um, which is fantastic. My grandfather, unfortunately, can no longer use a smartphone. So he is uh, limited to a home landline, which he uses intermittently. So um, really she's using it for task reminders for herself right now. Um, and it was actually interesting to see the progression since I started this, I would say in 2017, my grandpa used to have a flip smartphone and he no longer has the ability to use it. So, um, yeah. Okay, now, um, 
are there plans to expand on it? You talked about uh, some other thoughts that you have. But what are some expansions for your app in the future? I think that's a great question. And this is actually something that really excites me the most and um, has a lot of people on the team really excited about what's upcoming. Um, I think if you take a look at our website, we've just recently received, uh, released this document called the Vivid Vision, which is our sort of future direction for memories by the year 2024, where we see ourselves and how we're going to get there. And it's really focused on two things. We want to continue to make technology the most assistive tool in your life that doesn't feel like it's there. We want you to be able to be interacting with memories across all different access points, whether you're hopping into your car and you're greeted by um, memories right from your dashboard. When you get home, your smart fridge is able to remind you about some of the tasks you have in your day. Everything that's connected to your ecosystem is operating on memories as well. So we're able to support you in that way. And we also have been receiving numerous requests to start to expand into different sort of um, impairments on the cognitive side, whether that's Huntington's disease support, Parkinson's, ALS, cardiovascular disease, and folks who are suffering traumatic brain injuries, and et cetera. Anywhere where there's a caregiver who's facing uh, an incredible burden and a loved one who needs support is actually where we're looking to go. Um, so if you, you may notice within our application, everything there is meant to be supportive for an elderly population, but there is no specific thing that we're doing that targets dementia care. For example, we're building a robust platform that can be supportive and the caregivers and users themselves will direct the journey that they have. So that's what we're hoping to do. So finally, what do you hope most that people take away from your app? Oh, that's a great question. I think honestly, I hope that people just realize that there are people who are working to try to support them and that there's innovations happening in the space. I think if you look at Alzheimer's and dementia, research has been very slow and tough because there's been numerous studies that have happened for medications, for example, that haven't gone in a lot of places. People are consistently um, looking for hope when it comes to receiving a diagnosis of this disease. And I want people to know that there are people outside of the medicine side working to be able to support them that see caregiving as an incredibly burdensome task that we're here to support them. And that there are people who are out there right now who are willing to do anything that they need with the tools that we have to be able to make their life better, whether that's through memories or other ideas that they have. I want people to know that um, caregiving for somebody living with dementia is incredibly burdensome, that we see you and we're here to help. I received that. Thank you so much. Now, please tell our listeners how they can get your app. Absolutely. So you can search Memories uh, Dementia Care or just Memories on the Google Store or the Apple Play Store. Um, sorry, or the Apple Store, and you'll be able to download the application. And we're available for free in all countries except for Germany. Wonderful. Rashawn, thank you so much. This has been absolutely terrific. You are doing wonderful work. And um, us caregivers really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. For more information about Rashawn's app, visit his website, memories.co. That's M-E-M-O-R-Y-Z dot C-O. And follow us on Instagram. My parents are now my kids. And on Twitter, MPMK at MPMK Podcast. And on Facebook, my parents are now my kids. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next time.